Hello, I'm Dr. Rachel Kerr, and I'm a program director at the University of California, San Francisco. I'd like to welcome you to the second module of the Strategic Postdoc series. In the first module, we talked about how to position yourself for your postdoc. And this module is about how to actually get that postdoc position. Getting postdoc positions takes four steps. Finding labs, applying, interviewing, and negotiating your transition. You're ready to start that first step, finding labs, if you know pretty precisely what you're looking for. So this video is about what we've seen successful students look for in their postdoc labs so that you can have a high degree of confidence that you're on track. Students that have been successful in finding the postdoc that's right for them have asked themselves four key questions before they even start looking for labs. The questions are, what type of position do you want after your postdoc? How competitive are you for that position right now? What additional skills and experiences would make you competitive for that position? And what are your preferences and values? We're going to walk through these questions one at a time to demonstrate what it looks like to answer them skillfully. But first I want to acknowledge that these questions are often not where people start, and that's okay. People usually start thinking about postdoc labs with more focused questions, like, should I go to a big lab or a small lab? Should I be changing fields? Or should I be doing a postdoc in industry or academia? And the challenge with these questions isn't that they're not good questions. It's that they don't have a goal in mind. It's kind of like going to the supermarket and asking, should I get bananas? The answer, of course, is, well, it depends. If you don't know what dish you're going to make, then it's hard to know whether or not you need bananas to make that dish. So similarly, if you don't know what your career goal is after your postdoc, it's going to be hard to know what ingredients um, you need in your postdoc to make it happen. So how do you figure out what ingredients, in this case, the required knowledge, skills, and experience you need for your postdoc to be a success? You start by asking that first question. What type of position do you want after your postdoc? This is because the postdoc really is the final part of your training, and it's designed to make you most competitive for the position that you want. So for instance, if you want to be a research-intensive faculty member, then your postdoc needs to include opportunities to develop independent research, write fundable grant proposals, and publish papers. If you want to be a research and teaching-focused faculty member, then your postdoc, assuming you've already got your research experience, needs to emphasize your teaching experience. These are the types of opportunities that are offered in academic postdoc settings. However, if you want to work in industry after your postdoc, then the point of your postdoc is to demonstrate that you can work in that environment, and so it makes sense to do your postdoc in an industry setting too. Now what if you're not sure? If you're not sure, you can do a postdoc in an academic setting and take time to be sure to focus on career exploration. The skills that you develop in academic labs, namely developing an independent research proposal, uh, writing publications, and grants, are usually valued in industry, but the converse isn't always true. And as a reminder, there's lots of accessible positions to you after your PhD without a postdoc. For instance, if you're interested in policy or science communication, there might be an experience other than a postdoc that would make you competitive for those positions. So, once you've considered the type of position that you want after your postdoc, ask yourself, 
how competitive are you for that position right now? And what additional skills and experiences would make you more competitive for that position? To figure out how competitive you are for a position, you need to understand two things. The first one is the knowledge, skills, experience, connections, and productivity that are required for the position that you want to have. And the second one is the knowledge, skills, experience, connections, and productivity that you already have. And figuring out all that knowledge, skills, and experience that are required can actually kind of be a research project in its own right. The data that we've seen students find most useful is figuring out the knowledge, skills, and experience that have made other people competitive in their positions. And you can collect that data in a number of ways. One way is to read bios or profiles online. You can also attend career panels that might be hosted by your institution. You can listen to podcasts. And of course, the gold standard, talk to people and learn about their experiences. This is called informational interviewing. And we have more resources linked in the material below. When you do these informational interviews, your PI may or may not actually be the right person to talk to. Students who have developed a clear sense of where they're heading talk to their whole circle of support. Your circle of support are the people who have been involved in your training so far. That's your thesis advisor, your thesis committee members, any collaborators you've been working with, people who have, might have written you letters of recommendation, um, even peers and alumni in the lab, both past and present. They ask questions like, what experience do you think I need to have to be competitive for a position like yours? If you want to have a faculty position after your postdoc, then we've actually done some of that research project for you already. It's a tool called the Academic Career Readiness Assessment, and it lays out the knowledge, skills, and experience that are required for the three main types of faculty positions in the US. You can use this tool to assess your own current knowledge, skills, and experience or ask other people how it compares with the requirements for their job. You can find this linked in the resources also. So the second part then of determining how competitive you are for a position is understanding the knowledge, skills, and experiences that you already have. This might sound straightforward, but we've seen students struggle to identify their own knowledge and skills as such. When you develop skills slowly over time, like you do in graduate school, it can be hard to notice that it's happening or to know when they're fully developed enough to really count. When students aren't able to accurately assess their knowledge, skills, and experience, they can feel like they don't belong. And in this process, what that can mean is that they actually take themselves out of the running by not applying to positions that would actually be a good fit for them. So one way that we've seen students learn to accurately assess their knowledge, skills, and experience is to consult their circle of support. They get the perspectives of people who have been involved in their training and seen their growth over time. So once you understand the qualifications that you want to have and the qualifications that you already have, you can compare them. Some you already will have, and you should celebrate those accomplishments. And the qualifications that you don't yet have are the training goals of your postdoc. So when you go look for labs, you're looking for environments and opportunities where you can gain those final qualifications to become competitive for the position that you want. So with these first three questions, we've determined the type of postdoc that you need to have and the training goals of that postdoc. The final piece to consider in what you're looking for in your postdoc lab is what your preferences and values are. Preferences and values matter 
because they determine whether or not the position you're in is a good fit. When you're in a good fit, you feel productive, connected, and engaged. Everyone deserves to work in a position that's a good fit for them, and so considering your preferences and values is important. So what makes a good fit? A good fit is at the intersection of three things, the right content, the right skills, and the right environment. The content is what you think about all day. So the right content for you is working in a research area that you're interested in, thinking about questions that you care about, and solving problems that you want to solve. The skills are what you do all day. So the right skills mean using techniques that you already have mastered, or maybe techniques that you want to develop. It also means achieving the other training goals that are part of your postdoc. For instance, writing fundable grants or getting teaching experience. An environment is where you work. And this is not just physically where you work. The right environment is the place where you are able to engage with your definition of integrity. It's a place where you understand and respect the people that you work with and where your values and approach and needs are not only welcomed and recognized, but rewarded too. So that's what makes a good fit. But what that actually looks like is going to be different for everyone. And that's where the preferences and values that you have come in. So to figure out your own preferences and values, take some time to reflect. What has helped you be successful so far? There may be factors related to your identity that you want to see honored or reflected in the environment that you work. For a lot of students, community is an important part of this equation. If you have found certain communities in graduate school that supported you, look for those communities also at your postdoc institutions. For some people, this means they want to stay close or move back to be closer to their family. And the flip side is also important. What bothers you or gets in your way? Take seriously what you know about environments that don't work for you. For instance, if you were the only person like you in your lab environment, what was that experience like? Make sure that you're thinking of yourself. What bothers you might be different from what bothers other students. If you want to think more about your preferences and values, I encourage you to go back to module one, where we have a whole video that helps you explore them. And lastly, there are some things that aren't specific to your preferences and values, but are good for anyone in a postdoc. And these are the things called institutional support. These include a career office, a postdoc association, an office for postdocs, free mental health support, support for international scholars, and diversity. These things may or may not be present at your current institution, and so we've included a list of what you can expect to look for in the resources section. So now you know four questions that you can use to determine what it is that you're looking for in your postdoc lab. Once you know what you're looking for, you're ready to find potential labs, which is the subject of the next video. Thanks for watching.